buying or selling a house while going through a divorce. Let's talk about it. You're listening to the Bone Knows Real Estate Podcast. Tips and advice for home buyers, sellers, and owners with award-winning REMAX agent, Bo Kaufman. Hello, everybody. I'm Bo Kaufman with REMAX Performance Realty, residential real estate agent. And I'm here with uh, two friends of mine, Mike Cabral and Sandy Heinen of Dominion Lending Centers, the mortgage brokers. And today we're going to have a bit of a discussion about buying or selling a house while you're going through a divorce. Not a happy time, but it, it's, it's a reality. And we're going to throw out a couple of different scenarios and, and some advice for people that are going through these difficult times. So say hello to Mike Cabral. Thanks, Bo, for having me on. My name is Mike Cabral. I am a mortgage broker, and I'm here to bring as much information and help my client out as much as possible. And I have my partner here. Hi, I'm Sandy Heinen. Yeah, Mike and I work together. Okay. And Sandy, actually, you've, you've only been with Dominion for a couple of years, but you've been in the mortgage industry for how long? About 18 years. <laughs> okay. That's good. That's good. That's, a, that's an amazing. Most people can't even stay something that long for one year. That's amazing, yeah. Sandy. Yeah, <laughs> it is. For myself, I'm a retired police officer. So on this mm-hmm. subject here, I've, I've got a lot of personal experience dealing with different marriage breakups. Uh, I'm still working on my first one. Thank God. But, um, you know, um, the reality is, um, I think they say 50% of marriages end in divorce. And then if you own a house and you have kids and stuff like that, so it's uh, it's a difficult time. I've been a real estate agent for 15 years. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, how people normally go about the business of, let's say they have a house in Trans in Transcona or in St. Vital worth $350,000. What do they normally do? Well, normally one of them will call a real estate agent with the idea of perhaps buying the other party out. And that real estate agent will come there and, and give them a, a, an appraisal or an, an estimation of value. And it's kind of funny because when they call, you can always tell what that, what that uh, homeowner wants to do. If he wants to buy people out, it's, he's going to point out every flaw in the house. It's yep. going to be mm-hmm. this faucet has been dripping for years and the smell in this room here is the cats. She won't clean it up, that kind of stuff. So it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's true because that person wants to come in low. Yep. The problem is when you do that and you bring them the assessment, the other party will say, well, wait a minute, this isn't realistic. They'll call their own agent. And now the whole house becomes the Taj Mahal. It's the complete different, right? So it's, uh, look at these curtains are brand new and this dishwasher is the top of the line. So all of a sudden that $350,000 house becomes three eighty. My advice is uh, don't do that if you can. If you can manage it all, get together and call one real estate agent, sit down with them, lay the cards on the table and say, this is what we're looking at doing. We don't know if either party can buy the other one out but we need an honest assessment, not skewed one way or the other, an honest assessment on what the house is worth. And that's, that's what I would recommend people do, if it's all possible. So, Bo, what would you think people should do if um, they don't like your evaluation? Well, if one party says that's too high, the other one party says that's too low, then yeah. maybe it's just right. Um, if they both feel it's too high or too low, I don't, that's not usually the case, but then I would call for an independent appraiser, either ask your lender for advice or ask the realtor myself to put forth a, uh, an independent appraiser, um, that's going to do the full appraisal, but that's going to cost you 
Uh, you're more experienced than this. Three, four hundred dollars. What's an appraisal worth? No, it's, you're correct. About yeah. three, four hundred dollars. What do you think, Sandy? Yeah, I was going to say around three hundred at least, depending on location. Definitely and size of the house and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So, keep in mind, realtors are not generally appraisers. So that's why when you look at the newspaper, it's like I offer free market evaluation. That's a little different. Um, but for these purposes, it might just be good enough. And like I said, if if neither party is super happy with it, that's probably because it's it's right accurate. One one wants to come in low, one wants to come in high. If you agree with the, uh, the assessment or the, uh, the market evaluation, then I would say go to see Mike and Sandy and see mm-hmm. what you can do with those numbers. I would definitely agree with you on that, Bo. Um, so once they have gotten the appraisal and your or your market evaluation, one of the two, um, we would sit down with them and we would ask them what they what they want to do. So do they want to refinance their home to pay out the other person if there's enough equity in there? Um, we would want to see if they want to have a spousal buyout. And then we would just ask them what, what their future plans are and what they want to do when it comes to purchasing a home and or uh, refinancing a home. So when it comes to that. So one timbit for, uh, for people that are going through divorce is uh, if you are going to be purchasing another home and let's say you're going to have um, RSPs coming from uh, separate the separation and or the divorce, you can actually qualify for a first-time homebuyer again with up to $35,000 of the RSPs that you can use to purchase that home. Um, you can also use for your legal costs, um, your closing costs, and also if you have any outstanding debts, you can also use that. But you do have to remember, you have to pay this back in 15 years, and the first two years is a grace period. So I highly recommend, um, if you're going to be doing this, talk to your accountant to see how much you have to pay every year because there is a formula that needs to be put in place. Right. So these are, this is one thing that could, they can help them get into that home. That's actually really good information. I didn't know that before we started this, that uh, even if you've owned a house together, so let's say it's a husband and wife and they're both on title and um, one buys the other out, the one that's mm-hmm. being bought out can now be considered a first-time home buyer. Correct. Yes, that is, that is true. Um, and that, that is considered with the first-time home buyer. They can use the benefit of the RSPs up to $35,000. What if they both decide not to keep the house? Let's say they both decide to put the house on the market. Would they then both be first-time home buyers? Yeah, because there's, there's a separation agreement in place. Okay. Um, so that they're considered that their relationship dissolved. So now they requalify for that. Even if they've had this house for only two years or three years or... 10 or 15 years. Okay. Uh, you, you mentioned separation agreement a couple of times. Sandy, what, uh, what kind of stuff are you looking for inside that agreement? Yeah, for sure. So one of the main things that we're going to need in order to do the lending is a separation agreement, and it's going to have to be signed by um, both parties. When we look at it, we're going to want to see um, the breakdown of your assets and liabilities we want to see who's going to be taking on um, what debt um, because we're going to have to use those payments in the qualifying of the new application. We're also going to look at um, if you're going to be receiving child support or paying child support um, or um, you're going to be getting like spousal support. That's also something that we're going to look at um, 
just to be able to qualify you for your new home. Okay. You think of anything else, Mike? Maybe uh, putting the debts in there. Make sure that the debts are outlined uh, properly on how mm -hmm. they're being divided. That's that needs to be for sure in there if we want to put it in a um, a spousal buyout, and we're going to be including that into the the purchase from the other party. So a, a timeline would be for a couple to first call one agent to see what the possible market value would be for the house. If they're happy with that, mm -hmm. take that information to the lender. If they're not happy, get an appraisal from an independent appraiser. The, the, the other bit of advice I have is that once, if you do decide to put the house on the market, again, get one agent. Don't get two. Uh, sometimes, I mean, I understand things can get really, really hectic, really kind of acrimonious, but you don't want to have two signs on your lawn that tells the whole world what's going on that you can't even agree on an agent. And that's not, not good for selling your property. I, another thing I want to add to that is if they're going to be going through uh, a spousal buyout, um, they also should account for closing costs of their mortgage because it's just like buying another home. Um, even though you are on title, there is some uh, legal fees that have to come with it. Okay. To purchase that home again so that th they should be aware of that when it comes to that. Um, also, they might also ask for an appraisal just up front um, just to make sure that the, the property that they're buying is worth what, what they're paying for. And if they're both selling, uh, then it becomes a problem too is how much time is left on their current mortgage? Is there going to be penalties and stuff like that? So those are all things that you can help them figure out. 100%. And they should definitely, if they're planning on selling... And they have, I don't know, they took a five-year term at that time. They should, and they're three years in, they should definitely look into the, the penalty because you don't want to be shocked into <laughs> having $11,000, $12,000, $15,000 penalty, which there is out there, um, especially is. if you've gone to a major <clears throat> bank because yep. the way they, um, they qualify the penalty or calculate the penalty, sorry. Um, it can be a lot higher for them. No, I've had that happen. I've had a couple buy a house and um, they wanted to get out and their penalty was going to be $10,000 and it's one of the major banks. And it, it, it really happens, especially in a time when interest rates are dropping because <laughs> yeah. they might have signed up at 3.5%. Now people get 3% and the bank wants to make up that difference that they're going to lose. So uh, anything else you guys want to add? Uh, no, nope. I think we're pretty good at this point. Sandy's good? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm good. I just say um, make sure you talk to the agent. Uh, first of all, um, make sure you have a separation agreement in place um, because us as mortgage brokers, Sandy and I, uh, that we definitely need that document up front. Um, and make sure you guys can, whoever is getting divorced or separated, it's a lot cheaper to come to um, amicable, yeah, an amicable um, decision because it saves you a whole bunch of money because you shouldn't have to be paying big amount of money for a whole bunch of emails from your lawyers to be sent back and forth. And uh, just to be clear, this uh, mortgage agreement, whatever uh, you said, mortgage brokers, it's not just, this is not specific to mortgage brokers. Banks no. will ask for it. Uh, yep. Credit unions will ask Everybody. for it. That's right. Everybody. Uh, so it's not something, it's not a disadvantage. I mean, I like dealing with mortgage brokers for a, a lot of reasons. So yeah. um, you guys are awesome.
Thanks, Thanks Paul. You're pretty damn <laughs> awesome, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, good job. And if anybody has any questions, um, my name is Bo Kaufman. My cell number direct is 204-333-2202. Uh, Mike and Sandy, go ahead. Give us your information. Go ahead, Sandy. Okay. I'm Sandy Heinen, and my phone number is 204-996-6046. And I'm Michael Cabral. My number is 204 997 5021 and we're always here to help thank you thank you very much guys we'll talk to you next time real stories of buying a home with Bo Kaufman Uh, well my husband wanted something fairly modern and new and I was willing to get more of a fixer upper kind of a house he would listen to our conversation that we were having between the two of us and He just knows what to listen for and narrow down what your wants truly are. What do you look for in a real estate agent? He's friendly. He's knowledgeable. He knows how to get you on the same page. Find it in Bo Kaufman. He's who I wanted to work with. Visit Bo at winnipeghomefinder.com. Bo Kaufman is a proud supporter of Darcy's Animal Rescue Center. Darcy's Ark is a charity which saves nearly 1,000 cats and dogs from neglect, abuse, or homelessness in Winnipeg each year. Come visit our shelter and store at 730 Century Street. At Darcy's, we rescue for life. You've been listening to Bo Kaufman of Remax Performance Realty. Are you thinking of buying or selling a house or a condo in Winnipeg? Call Bo at 204-333-2202. Remember, Bo knows real estate.